welcome to episode five of our EdTech training series. Now, if it sounds a little bit different, it's because we have fast forwarded in time. If you were with me last summer in 2020, shortly after COVID-19 hit and shortly after the pandemic, you know that we were moving along in our Google certification course, which gives you some other tools as well for EdTech. So we were doing that and we got about four to five-ish episodes in, but as some of you may remember, my father had passed away and so it was too difficult to record a podcast along with doing YouTube tutorials. And because it was a course designed around teaching you how to use certain tools, we stopped the podcast and we went ahead with the YouTube series. And so now picking it up a year later, what I'm going to do is I'm gonna fill in the episodes that were missing, just briefly talking about the programs that we're going to cover like Google Sites and Google Calendar, uh, and then wrap it up. But then we're also gonna move forward with some other educational technology things that you may want to try out during the summer that you may want to learn about and that you may want to start implementing into your everyday life and especially into your classroom. Now, the way that this is going to work for this episode, we are going to cover Google Sites, but rather than try to walk you through how to use it, because that's what the YouTube video, which is already up on my YouTube channel, will show you how to do, a full tutorial of 40 minutes. This is really just going to be a brief 10 ways that you can use Google Sites. So let's start. Number one, it's a little bit boring, but it is one of the basic functions of what you can use Google Sites for, and that is class announcements. You can literally post things in order of their importance. You can drag and drop it. You can delete things as you go along, or you could just keep a general calendar there on the website. Now, that will help you steer students in the direction of what they're supposed to know, because perhaps you don't use Google Classroom, or if you do, you don't really want to fill up that page with so many different announcements. Now, truth be told, this is one of the basic functions of Google Sites, and I think if you're going to do this one, you should also pair it or even quadruple it or just combine it with a lot of the other ways you could use Google Sites as well. Number two, you can use it to post your class notes. Now, I know a lot of teachers over the years, whether it be science teachers, math teachers, history, English, Spanish, I know a lot of teachers that always use PowerPoint slides or Google Slides or some form of a document that they expect their students to take notes on. And a lot of those teachers actually provide their students with those very slides at the end of a unit or at the end of a class. So what you can do inside of Google Sites is you could just post all of your slideshows there and you could even organize it specifically by certain units. So that will really help you stay organized and you could just keep directing the students there. You could even post 
everything for the year ahead of time if you want to. That way you're already set up and you're already planned out for the entire school year. Number three is also pretty basic and not really necessary if you use Google Classroom unless you want a double dip a little bit. And that is you can post your homework, your class assignments, and your class events, really anything you're doing in class that you want your students to know, that you want uh, other teachers to know, or even that you want parents to know, you can put that straight onto your Google site. Because remember, it's a website and you could do whatever you want with it. And so if you want to do that, you can. Now, if you are a school that uses a Google Classroom or something similar uh, of a learning management system that kind of posts everything, you may be asking, why would I need to do that? Well, number one, you have to ask, does it help your students to have the same thing in multiple places? And number two, does it really take that much time to put it on there? If you use Google Classroom, you know that any assignment that you post is automatically created in Google Calendar as well. And so what you could do inside of Google Sites is literally just link that specific class calendar. And so that way, if a student wants to, they could go to the website and they could see a calendar view of everything that's upcoming that's due rather than rely on Google Classroom. Now, for me personally, I would not use Google Sites to post homework and do all of that stuff. Uh, it's a little bit too basic, and I don't think it's necessary since I use Google Classroom to do that, but there's really no harm in me linking the calendar. So that's number three. Number four, use Google Sites to extend the learning in your classroom. Now, like I said, you could post your own class notes on there. You could even post different exemplar student notes up there if you want to. But you could think outside of the box and extend your learning of a particular unit, a particular topic or lesson even further by curating multiple videos or other website links in your website. So imagine you're creating a website where maybe you house all of your information for unit one, whatever it is, under one specific web page that they could click on and they could see, oh, unit one, lesson one, here's some extra videos for help. Here's some extra problems that you can do, some extra things to consider, maybe additional readings. And that way you're also offering some differentiation you could meet some of the excelling students where they're at by giving them more challenging work that way. Or you could even support those that need additional support with different YouTube videos or Khan Academy videos. You could link all of that straight there. And so there is a lot that you can do with Google Sites to extend the learning. Number five, use Google Sites as a parent newsletter. Now, this kind of moves the traditional newsletter that you may send home in elementary school, maybe with a kid, with your students. Maybe you uh, make sure that it gets signed or something, or you do one once a week or once a month, whatever you do. Maybe now you do email blasts. Now you don't need to do that. 
you could put all of the same information that you've been doing previously, and you could put that on a Google site that will be more visually appealing. And all you have to do is remind parents to go there for all of your updates. Maybe set a consistent time in which you're going to update that website. It could be the first Monday of every month. It could be um, twice a month. Whatever it is, pick a time, be consistent with it, and tell your parents that. That way, if you have to do an email blast, all you need to put in the email is, I've updated the Google site. Please click this link to see what our class is up to. And now the cool thing about that is you don't have to do written ones anymore. You could make your own videos using Screencastify or YouTube or whatever, link it on this page, and have you just do a three to five minute video explaining what the students have been working on or what they're going to be working on to keep parents in the loop. Now, just imagine how how awesome that would be because now those parents can also take that website and share it with grandparents. They can share it with other family members. Maybe you even upload some student work of what they're doing. Maybe you take a picture of the classroom while uh, projects are being presented or posters are up on the wall that the students worked on. Maybe you actually scan student work and have your every single student in your classroom have a little spot on the web page that a parent can click on and see see the work of their student that they've worked on. That works really well for the younger kids if your culture allows for it. For the older kids, a lot of high school students, a, a lot of high school pa- uh, teachers, I should say, don't really do newsletters, but maybe with a website, you have a very easy way of just writing out a quick paragraph or doing a very quick video saying, This is what we're working on. This is what we look forward to. These are the reasons why we're doing this. And that way, if a parent asks, hey, what are you working on? You could tell them, I have a website. Everybody could go to the website to see it. So it really helps with communication and with the culture of the school as well. Number six, use Google Sites as a school newspaper. If you are in a high school setting or even a middle school setting, you can set it up to where students can actually take responsibility for it. That the the student club that does does the newspaper or maybe a journalism class or something, maybe they're the ones that create the site and have editing privileges and they set up posting schedules and you have students posting articles each week or each day. Maybe they do some videos as well. Maybe they record even basketball games, football games, any any type of sporting event. Maybe they take pictures at certain events and put it on there if that's allowed in your school as well. And so that way students are actually creating this thing. In the past, and even still now, there are schools with actual school newspapers, but a lot of them aren't print-based anymore. They're just online or they're emailed out. But now you could actually create an entire website and you can make it look quite nice. And you could have different writers have their own little space where you click on their name of a certain student writer and all of their articles come up. You could give teachers a voice as well. You could interview uh, different teachers or administrators or coaches and put that on as well. So that way the student body learns about them as well. Or if you want, even at the lower grades, the teacher could control the school newspaper fully and really invite some students to write 
and the teacher would edit it. So that would work well for elementary school and probably even for middle school where the teacher would be a bit more involved. But you could still have student voice that way. You could still have a fifth grader uh, writing about their favorite athlete and putting it on a website. Because again, just like one of the previous things that I've said, you could now share that website with the, the community. You could share it with the stakeholders. You can have students share that out to their parents and you get a lot of eyeballs on there. And so you could really tag team this with other things that you would want to put on there as well, because this really works as kind of like a week at a glance or a month at a glance. It just tells you what's going on in the school, but in a school newspaper fashion in a digital age with a online web page instead. Number seven isn't so much about teachers or students. It's more so about what the school as a whole can do with a Google site and specifically the school leaders, probably a principal or vice principal or department head. They can create a, a web page and only share it out and only give permissions for staff members to be able to see it. And that way they can put important staff announcements on there rather than always cramming them into emails. They could do little video updates with things that they need to know. They could link to different services or even HR information that's needed. A lot of times that's already on a school website. But for some schools, it may not be, or a lot of that stuff may be difficult to find. So an administrator can really post their updates and post their helpful links and resources and even best practices and really share that on a website for teachers to go to, which can really save time. Uh, it, maybe it cuts down on meetings that a school administrator needs to actually have. Uh, maybe it cuts down on the amount of emails they're sending. The only thing that you need to think through is how do you keep teachers accountable for actually visiting that web page on an every other day basis or on a, a once a month basis, whenever the frequency of posting is, teachers do need to be accountable somehow. It could be following it up with a quick email saying, everybody, announcement is posted online. Please view the website. Right? It's a lot easier to send that as an email than for an administrator to have to write out the entire email and send it. And again, doesn't have to be written announcements. They can be video announcements. They could be extra help for teachers, extra support, important HR information, payroll information, um, documents that teachers may need that might be difficult to find on a uh, on a learning management system. Right, those things aren't exactly user friendly a lot of times, but Google Sites is. So you can post all those links up there and it could really help out teachers and also save time for administrators. Number eight is built out of number seven. It's not so much about the students, it's about the teachers here. And number eight is you could have a website full of teacher support and teacher best practices. You could even put certain teachers in charge of the upkeep of it and really build capacity and leadership by giving responsibility back to certain teachers and tell them, hey, go out and have some blog posts on there about what you're doing in your classroom. 
maybe interview another teacher, maybe invite another teacher to write a blog post on there about what they're doing in their classroom, about what they're doing with their students, about how to do something, about how to do a certain procedure. You could put classroom management tips up there. You could link to a bunch of different YouTube videos out there for teachers uh, to support them. You can uh, link to different web pages that offer supports as well. And you could even break it up by grade level. You could have multiple Google sites or you could have one and have a page for uh, elementary school, a page for middle and a page for high school. And all of those teachers can and should contribute to that site by sharing what's going on in their classroom by sharing what's going on with their students, perhaps, maybe even showing some uh, models of great work, which would really be helpful department-wide. Imagine a bunch of English teachers getting together and they're posting on the Google site about what they're doing with the unit that they're teaching currently that the other teacher across the hall is probably doing as well. And so it fosters a little bit more collaboration and culture building as well. And so I really like this idea, and it's one that I've done in the past as well, of just putting up a lot of videos and a lot of content on a website specifically for educational technology for teachers. And so what happened at my school, which maybe if you're listening, you're part of my school, and remember, is I put out a website out there that was all about edtech. So where do you go? What app should you use if you want to play a game in class? And I had different videos on certain games that you can use. Where do you go if you want to communicate more effectively with your class? And then I shared a bunch of apps and videos and blog posts and other websites for that information. So even though it doesn't affect the students directly, it does eventually trickle down because if you have teachers that are supported by other teachers, you're likely going to have a more successful student body. Number nine is use Google Sites for students to do projects. Google Sites can really help reinforce project-based learning or set up project-based learning. Gone are the days where the only projects that you can do is poster board papers or making CD album covers or making a volcano erupt and, and things like that, you could actually have students use skills that might be useful for them later on in life since their life is going to be dominated by the digital space. It's going to be dominated by websites. And so them knowing how to consistently post to a website, them knowing how to kind of creatively design one as well in a plug and play atmosphere, which requires no coding abilities at all, right? Google Sites allows your students to easily do this. You could have them host their student projects on a website where they have to create their own website and maybe you give them certain parameters. Maybe they have to do a little bit of writing about a certain project that they're doing. Maybe they have to include some type of graphic design. Maybe they have to find additional resources and create a resource page. You could really do anything you want here and it really depends on what you're teaching. I've seen math teachers have students create websites uh, dedicated to a project that they had to do where they applied math concepts to build something or to show something out in the world. I've seen English teachers use it. 
as a way of students doing projects about a book where they would blog about the book and post it to the website. They would do video blogs and post it to their website and even link to uh, scholarly resources as well and really create a hub of resources. And what's nice is those websites don't just get deleted. You could keep those for future use and show them to other students. So if a student does one project and you want to use it as an exemplar, it's going to be there for you. And so using Google Sites as a way to have students have a student project, it not only helps for 21st century learning skills, but it also helps cover whatever standards you still need to get through because they're still using what you're teaching them. They're just housing it on a digital space. Now, that works really well for high school and maybe even for middle school. At the elementary level, it could be a little bit harder to do, but maybe with some help and some coaching, it could still be done. And the last one, number 10, and perhaps my personal favorite, is use Google Sites to set up student portfolios. This could be done at the elementary level, the middle, the high school, and even the college level as well, and has been done before. In fact, for uh, my graduate school, I had to create a portfolio of my own and house a bunch of information over the course of a couple of years on a Google site. And, that, and that's what they did. And what's helpful is Google Sites actually has a template that's called student portfolio. So it already sets up and creates a website for you to just go in and edit and include the information that you need to do. Now, you could create a template of your own and give that to every single student. And then that way that student already has how it should look and then they just fill in the necessary information. Or you could have students kind of create their own and make it their own and just set up parameters as to what you want on the websites. Now, in order to be candid with you, I've only done this on a smaller scale, but I do plan on doing it at a larger scale next year and for the next handful of years, where I really want to set up a student portfolio in ninth grade and have that follow the student all the way until they graduate. Because in my situation, I teach a lot of the same students for four years straight. They'll have me in every single English class for ninth grade, 10th, 11th, and then 12th. And so I think it would be an awesome experience is if each year they're putting in information, they're putting in projects they've worked on, their, their best papers, uh, diff different goals that they have for the year. They're putting that on a website as their portfolio every single year. And then by the time they graduate, they could actually compare and contrast how was my writing ninth grade year when I first started to how my writing is now. What were my projects like early ninth grade as opposed to my graduation year? And so I think that would be helpful for, for them to be a little self-reflective. And I also think it would be helpful for me to track their progress and really have that information readily available. Plus, again, you can share that with parents. Imagine sitting down for parent-teacher conferences and you could just share a link with them to see this is what your students have been working on. This is kind of their goals that they're establishing, so on and so forth. This could also work well in middle school and in elementary school. It will require a little bit more oversight on the, on the point of the teacher. And maybe the teacher actually has to go in and put some of the work up there. But it could still be done. And that way, uh, the portfolio could really follow a student 
from first grade all the way to 12th if a school really is committed to doing that and house all of that information in one place. And I really do think that that could be an intriguing idea to try it out. And if you're a person that has done student portfolios before, reach out to me, shoot me an email, and I'd love to hear more about that to see how I might be able to incorporate that in my classes as well. And so there you have it. Those are 10 ways that you can start using Google Sites in your classrooms and in your schools right now. Again, Google Sites is an awesome plug and play way to create your own website. It is really easy. There are a ton of YouTube videos out there teaching you how to use Google Sites. And I even have one myself where I have a 40 minute video where I go through a tutorial of exactly how to set up a Google site, how to post to a Google site, and different things that you can do in Google Sites. And the great thing about YouTube videos is if you wanna skip the first 20 minutes and only go to the last 20, you can do that. If you feel like I'm speaking too slowly, you can speed it up. Same thing with this podcast. That's what's great about the technology that we have today. And so I really hope that you consider using Google Sites in your schools, whether or not you're a G Suite school, doesn't matter. You can use Google Sites as a free way to set up websites to support your students and to support your faculty, staff members, teachers, and even keep parents in the loop. And you might even just include parents in their own type of website as well. And so I hope you learned something today. I hope that you took it away. And I look forward to being with you guys for another podcast episode in the future.